Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have with me Andrew Azumi. He helps small and medium-sized business owners like us attract more high-ticket clients, command higher prices, and scale their bottom-line revenues. Some of his past customers served include Disney Animation, Edwards Air Force Base, MGM Grand, Miller Coors, and many more. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about his Summit Ignite, which is a four-day virtual event that helps entrepreneurs scale the business to success by climbing up the mountain. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Seth, it's definitely a pleasure. Thank you so much, and it's an honor to be on Sharkpreneur. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Full disclosure, listeners and watchers and Sharkpreneur family, I am a speaker at Andrew's virtual event, Summit Ignite. That is how we connected in the first place. Let's start there. We're going to bounce around your timeline a little bit. Um, What inspired you to start a virtual four-day summit? So what inspired me to to start the summit was Inside a path, in the entrepreneur path, it is riddled with potholes, um, bridges that you have to cross, landmines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what I wanted to do was I saw, I saw virtual summits being put out onto the market, and I realized that a lot of them were just structured around one specific topic, whether that was affiliate marketing or maybe it was um, speaking at live events, um, possibly if it's around SEO. But what I found is that what was missing was really the journey from the beginning to the end. The end would be summoning the mountain or really summoning the success of entrepreneurship. So why I decided to put this together was I took 18 rock star speakers and I put them all into one virtual event that's going over a period of four days. And what I did with the event is I structured it with intent. Instead of littering the certain days with maybe five speakers here, six speakers here, everybody speaking on maybe the same topic or just different topics here and again, I intentionally positioned everybody at a specific place inside the event. That way, the viewer, as they're going through it, they can decide if they're an aspiring entrepreneur, they can really see what the journey looks like from the beginning to the end. Or if there's somebody that's already successful in entrepreneurship, they can really go into the program, they can pick out the events that they need and really gain value that way instead of just sitting on the line for 72 hours plus trying to digest the content and trying to figure out if they can get something out of this. 
Absolutely. Now, um, I like how you literally made it build all along the way and you kind of structured the order of the presentations and the speeches in such a way that it literally started from the beginning and built all the way up. So wherever you were, there was something for everybody. If you were a brand new entrepreneur or if you were experienced in running a successful business, there was stuff for you to get all along the way. Now, you've done something with a virtual summit that I've never seen before. Normally, um, if you are, if you attend, let's say, a free virtual summit, you can buy a VIP pass where you might get access, lifetime access to the recordings of the summit because you might not be able to sit on there live for four days. You also might get downloads of the transcripts of each speaker's speech. Um, but like I said, you did something I've never seen before. You put together a physical companion guide that literally not only has your content from all of your successes, but it literally has every single speaker. It's got time-stamped highlights all the way throughout their presentation. Um, it's got, obviously, uh, some amazing content in there. And I thought because you did the summit and we're climbing the summit, I, I, my wife really liked the picture your designer did of me as a mountain climber. Oh, yeah. Um, which she said, I needed to go buy some mountain climbing gear now. So uh, <laughs> not to climb any mountains, but just because apparently I look good in it, according to my wife. Um, so what prompted you to do, you know, 120 plus, which is not cheap, full color, glossy page, companion guide slash workbook with when no one else has done anything like this, as far as I know. So the reason why this is so important is because I want every viewer if they're able to purchase this book and please this this book is going to be an asset that's really going to be valuable to valuable to every single viewer but i want everybody who's going to view the summit to be able to take something home with them this isn't some just flash in the pants we're going to go to this four-day summit i'm going to listen to what i can listen to during uh my work or during my workout or whatever it may be there's 20 plus hours maybe maybe you know, 20 plus hours but there's 15 plus hours worth of content inside here 15 hours just to sit on the computer, sit on your mobile phone and to watch this stuff is a lot. So being able to have something like this that you can reference in the future is extremely valuable. I want everybody inside of the audience to be able to go back to, say they listen to Seth's, they listen to the Seth's section on I'm podcasting. 73, page 73 for when you get your virtual summit companion guide. Which is on page 73 and they say, you know what? This was really some great stuff in podcasting and you know that's right it was on about the middle of the section he said something that i really i can't even remember what it was but if they go and they get this there's timestamps, so they can actually go back to the specific section inside of the vip pass you can actually click on the timestamp, and it'll take you back to the interview at that specific point in time but why the physical book is really important is because if someone's sitting at the desk and say okay well i really needed to know about that this is basically like cliff notes or spark notes for the whole interview. So this is your cheat sheet. And other than that, it's something that's an asset that lives on, so you're never going to forget about it. And it's not going to get lost in the digital world inside of our computer files where you may never be able to retain it again. So this is that, Yeah, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And it's funny, I read it as soon as I got it, and it made it, I, I took notes. I learned stuff from reading it. And of course, now it's let me know. I've got dog-eared pages. I now know those are the speakers that I want to listen to and what I want to go to those timestamps. So I thought it was a great consumption device and a great stick strategy and certainly adds a ton of value. 
Now, before you were doing, before you decided to do the virtual summit, obviously you've been an expert in high ticket sales strategies. Talk a little bit about how you got into that. And you've worked with some household name marquee clients like Disney and MGM Grand and Miller and Coors. So talk a little bit about how did you get into that line of work? And then let's talk about some of the examples of the incredible ROIs you've been able to achieve. Yeah, so that story is actually very interesting. So I started out in college as an engineer. Um, I graduated in engineering management, so that's what I got my degree in. The time, the date was, the year was 2019. So I remember graduating college, graduating from the George Washington University, which is the prestigious enough college in my mind. In order to get a job, every academic advisor told me, wow, you're going to go to that school, you're going to go do engineering, you're going to get a job as an engineer. Hands down, it's going to be okay. I graduated in 2019, or no, no, not 2019, 2009, excuse me. I was going to say 2019 is this year, and yeah. you're not that, you're young, but you're not that young. Yeah, 2009. So I graduated then, and instead of people hiring, everybody was getting fired. So the people that were in the industry for 5, 25, 30 years were getting let go. Um, the engineers themselves, there were no internships, no even free internships that were available. So I found my stuff, myself in a little bit of a situation there. What came to me is I had, I had a sales opportunity that came about. So an opportunity came for a company, Fenner Drives, to become a sales manager there. And I took it with open arms. Um, I had no idea what I was getting into, but I did get, I did get into a little bit about, get in a little bit with management inside of my educational experience. And that's really where I started my sales career. I found that sales was... Not so natural to me, but I got a chance to learn a little bit how to deal with clients, uh, how to sell the small dollar amounts, and very rapidly I did progress up to your $40 product, to your $200 product, to your $2,000 product, and eventually to your quarter million dollar product. And I realized that my engineering background helped an insane amount with sales. So like, uh, like uh, Seth, can I ask you a question? So when you think of sales, what, what's the first one or two things that come to your mind? Well, I wouldn't say engineering. So I would sales, I, I would think of getting the money. Uh, maybe the stereotype, I might get a picture. You know, most people would probably have a picture of like a used car salesman or something like that. And they certainly wouldn't think of an engineering professional. So 99% of the time when people think of sales, when I ask people about sales, even when I tell them what I do, they think, Whoa. So you have a gold chain around your neck, you got a suit and tie on, you're selling a used car, something that doesn't work, and you're trying to just get, my, get the money out of my pocket. And that is true for a lot of sales guys and gals that are out there, but the thing that really sets apart the ones that succeed from the ones that are supposedly your quote-unquote sleazy sales guys who just try to sell, sell you something because they want to make money is the people who sell solutions. So in engineering, every single engineering piece is a solution to a problem. That's, that's all we do. Math, physics, statistics, everything's a solution to a problem. And it's really the same thing in sales. So the more that you can solve a problem and the greater amount of ROI, which is a return on investment that you can give to your customer, the bigger the solution, the bigger the sale. So that's how I've been able to scale the sales from a low dollar amount from your $47 product. I remember that, I remember that number very specifically because that's exactly the first thing that I sold all the way up to your quarter dollar million sale. The bigger the, the bigger the solution that you have, the higher the dollar amount that you can charge. Bigger the solution, the higher the dollar amount you can charge. Absolutely. Um, so how did you go? So you went from 
$40 sales to 200 to six figure sales. Talk a little bit about the work you did with Disney and MGM. Because yeah. those are companies everybody watching and listening knows. So specifically, so Disney, a lot of stuff is, um, is under their contract that I can't actually talk about it. But for MGM, so what I sold to them, what we worked on was they've got, so they're located, the MGM facility that I'm talking about is out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, everybody who's online probably probably knows and thinks of Las Vegas is a very hot place. You go there during the summer, and what is the first thing that you notice when you walk inside the casino? It's nice and ice cold. Like, it's brisk in there. It's cool. Everybody really enjoys it. So they use up a lot and a lot, a lot of energy with their air conditioning units. So what I was able to do for them is I was able to sell them a solution on their air conditioning they pull up a lot of power from wherever they're getting for their power from. They use a, a lot of physical products. They go through things like um, filtration units. They go through motors. They go through uh, belts and drives up on top of the roof. And they go through things, those things uh, almost like, I don't know, Very water, water, et cetera. So it's up to me to go into them. I remember, I remember specifically I was walking in kind of at a young age. I think I was, I was maybe 20. 23, 25 years old. I was walking in there. I was, I was kind of, I was sweating in my shoes. Um, I had my button up shirt on. I think I had my tie on and I was meeting with the chief engineer of the whole facility. I said, Oh gosh, this guy is, um, this guy's almost right up there at the top. Uh, he's not the president of the company, but this is the man who runs everything inside of the casino. What do I have to pitch him on? And I remember specifically the story. It was so interesting because I came in there, I came in there wanting to pitch him on a specific product that I had. It was a specific belt that I had that could increase his, what we call CFMs, was cubic feet, cubic feet per meter, which is the amount of the air that gets blown inside, inside of the hotel or inside of the casino. And the funny thing was, as I was walking to his office, I see this technician go here, I see this technician go there, and that technician had a certain, certain product like he was carrying a belt. So, okay, and the next technician was going the other way, and he was carrying the same belt. And the next one was going down the line, and he had a hammer, but he had also a belt inside of his toolbox. And I was sitting there scratching my head saying, well, if all these technicians are going down the same hall, they're running in different directions, and they've got the same product in their hand, I think this guy has a little bit different problem than what we're here to talk about. So the way that we're able to sell high-ticket products, um, we're selling them a solution that gives them an ROI of multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year and that's it's like clockwork it just happens so i went to the meeting and i said okay so mr mr chief engineer let's call his name daniel which is i think maybe what his name was i said daniel you know i i'm here to represent my company fender drives and we're very happy to talk to you i know we have our meeting here scheduled today to talk about your belting and your power transmission here up on top of your roofs but i want to ask you a question i noticed when i was walking in that I saw four to five of your technicians running in opposite directions, all carrying the same product. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? He said, yeah, Andrew, like it's, it's really crazy. I don't even have time for have too much time for the meeting right now because I've got all these fires that I'm trying to put out. Like we've got all these red flags that are going up and these belts are going up down here and there and whatnot. Um, is I really don't have that much time. I said, okay, Daniel. So do you mind if we talk a little bit about your inventory and what you have here in your warehouse before we even dive into the belting solution? He said, oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the inventory and how we how people are going around to different places inside the casino. So we got to talking about that, and we actually created a solution for him for his inventory and the way that he sets everything up inside of his warehouse to ensure that when he gets his orders that come in, the technicians are going to the proper place. So instead of crossing paths in the hall, they're taking four or five belts and putting that inside of their belt, and they're going to go fix all those five problems at once. That way, the next technician can focus on. I don't know what you can focus on the slot machines that aren't working or the shark tank that, uh, yeah, the shark tank, like inside of the Mandalay Bay that needs to be filled with some sort of chlorine or some other kind of solution. And we got him an ROI just by doing that. Later on, we did talk to him about the belts and we also got him an ROI on his power transmission as well. But what I want to tell all the listeners is it's very, very much, if you want to sell a high ticket solution. So a high ticket solution is typically $2,000 and above. If you want to sell that solution, this is more than just creating a sales script and to tell them the features and benefits of your product, crossing your fingers and hoping and praying that the gentleman buys or, or, or that the lady buys. This is all about probing, asking the right questions. So you have to be very observant when you go to the customer and figure out exactly what, what, is the, what is the situation that they're in right now. And what's the, we, we call this the gap in sales. So this, this is actually, this is very simple. Where's your customer right now and where are they looking to go in the future? A lot of times they don't even know where they're looking to go in the future. So you have to ask them those questions. Like for Daniel, I said, what, what if we could create a different type of system so that you didn't have your technicians running, running across and over each other's and everybody's fighting over the same product. He said, well, I never really thought about that. Well, I always thought that more inventory and the faster that you run them, the, the quicker things get done. Said, well, let's take a step back and let's actually look at the foundation. So Daniel was able to see what his future situation would look like. And we were able to fill what we call the gap, which is just another name for a solution or a problem that you solve. And that's how you really charge. You can charge not whatever you want because it has to be worth whatever your solution is worth. But that's when you get over the objection where your customer says, well, let me think about that, Andrew. Um, you know, your cost is 30K, so I'm going to see if I can find somebody that wants to charge me 25. That's how you get your, your customer to say, okay, well, if it's $30,000, but you can save me a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, that's a no-brainer. Where do I swipe my credit card? And I really awesome. encourage the listeners that it's, sales is really that simple. Um, when you take out all, all the, the gold chain, the suit and tie, uh, the proposals, all the rest of this fancy stuff, the features and benefits, everybody wants to focus on features and benefits. Let's just say, let's just say you were selling a, um, you're selling, you're selling a cell phone, right? And the guy at the cell phone place wants to tell you the gigahertz and the megapixels of the camera and the PP, the DPI display on the screen. He wants to sell you all this technical jargon and you're going to the store and you're saying, well, I want to make phone calls, I want to do text, and I want to watch YouTube. Can the phone do that? And that's really all your customer wants to know. So don't, don't give your customer more than what they really need. Give them, I mean, more than what you want to give them. Just give them what they need. Awesome. That is a great example and an amazing story. And obviously, congratulations on your success. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, of your not only high ticket sales strategies, but everything from all these amazing speakers, including me, um, in the virtual summit. We will put a link to the virtual summit in the show notes. 
so you can go take advantage of this amazing opportunity to learn from these awesome people without having to leave the comfort of your home. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate your time and your expertise. Seth, thank you so much for having on your podcast. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be a part of it. And ladies and gentlemen, please do catch Seth's interview on Summoning Night. It's a really good one. There's so much value in there. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Okay, thanks everybody for watching or listening and we will talk to you next time. Thank you, Seth. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.